Hi, this is Eden Busani, and I'm your host for the Meraki Podcast. Every Monday and Thursday, we upload new episodes from incredible speakers who share their wisdom on important life lessons and their personal journeys towards living a purposeful life. Tune in on Thursdays to get my latest scoop on self-growth and personal development. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel. So we have here Mindy Chang. She is the host of the First of All podcast, amazing podcast about personal development, um, most amazing topics that I've personally heard of. So I brought you here so that you can share some of your wisdom with us today. And the topic of discussion that I was hoping we can discuss today is tenacity, how to never give up. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Eden. This is, I'm really, really honored to be sharing my thoughts on your platform. It's really great what you're doing. I just want to applaud you because oh, thank you. I think as you and I are both on that same wavelength of personal development, you know, it's an ongoing process. It never stops. And so it's really good to share what we experienced and what we learned so we can all like do the best we can wherever we're at. Yeah, for sure. So you said that you had, I mean, before we started the episode, you were telling me that you had a lot of uh, stories that you brought into your own episodes and how, you know, you were talking about your own life experiences with, so maybe you can tell us a little bit about that and how you didn't give up throughout all of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a big topic, but I think with my podcast, you know, that was kind of birthed out of being part of another podcast for my work, which was being executive director of a nonprofit supporting Asian American artists. So that's something I'm very passionate about. And um, I was actually kind of timid about being a podcast host, even though I'm very conversational. But once I started that, it kind of fed into developing my own voice and seeing like, okay, well, these are topics that we want to talk about in this particular space, but what do I want to talk about? And like listening to things that interest me, which a lot of it is about relationships, um, whether that's romantic or friendships or professional or family, like all of those things really impact each other. Um, so I've definitely kind of had to develop this sense of listening to myself about what I want, what drives me, what lights me up, um, and what creates purpose in my life to figure out what it is that thing that I don't want to give up on, right? Like they go hand in hand as we're developing as people to find and listen to your inner voice and let that change and then also just let it out. And so um, it's been a journey for me, definitely through my podcast, through all of my career transitions. You know, I was originally planning to be a doctor. That's what I studied to be. Wow. I was super, super passionate about that. Um, no one was forcing me to, do, you know, like my parents weren't like forcing me to become a doctor. I really wanted to do that. I was pursuing that. Um, and then I switched into like kind of a public health world, which now during coronavirus, like everyone knows what public health is. That's what I actually switched into. And then I switched into pursuing artistry. And like, it's just been an ongoing thing. I mean, I could take years and years to explain my whole life story. Um, but there's just been a lot of changes in my life. And kind of, I guess the overarching thing of the never giving up is never giving up on myself. Wow, that's and beautiful. never giving up on yeah, on, on who I am and what I want, even though what I want and how that plays out changes. For sure, for sure. So, so you're saying, I mean, every phase in life, whether we were going from a phase of teenage to adulthood, you know, every phase in adulthood has, you're single, you're married, then you're a parent, you know, there's always, yeah, yeah there's always these phases that we go through. And with every phase, we're always faced with new challenges to, you know, 
get head on first. And like you said, like the whole point of never giving up that kind of like takes a whole different shift in perspective. Cause usually when we think of never giving up, it's like, okay, don't give up on your passions. Don't give up on whatever it is that you're working, your goals or whatever. But you said, don't give up on yourself, which was so mm -hmm. powerful. Cause that's like everything included. That's like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love the way you brought that out. I, I, I didn't know that I felt that way until you asked me that question. So I, I'm really like, I'm in my 30s. So I've definitely gone through, I've, I feel like I've had just such an eventful life. Um, lots and lots of good things, amazing things, like things that I, I think about in memories, you know, especially now we're all reflecting. Like, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm so lucky to have had XYZ experience. But also in the reflection, like I've gone through a lot of really hard things that I'm, as an adult, taking stock of and like accepting and healing and all that right like I'm in, kind of in that moment in my life and um you know like as a teenager I was very ambitious with like school and what I wanted to do but to be honest like a lot of my focus was on boys uh period I was just really I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to call myself like a hopeless romantic but I'm a very big romantic person and as much as I have all these ambitions for my career and like the, the vision of my life, a huge part of that component was like love and just finding love, having it, um, you know, I'm as weak to the next cute boy as the next person. <laughs> um, but I, I went through a really hard time as a teenager. I was in a really bad relationship actually for five years with a very emotionally abusive person. And it was pretty extreme. Like the older I get, the more mature and more I understand like the landscape of things. It was pretty bad. There are definitely worse and it's a spectrum and it's not to compare, yeah. but um, it was intense. And to even accept now as an adult, how traumatic that was, um, you know, it's colored a lot of my life. And so even in that, like all these different lessons from whether it was like studying and applying for college and figuring out what my major was, but also in this, in the same time and in tandem, be experiencing, you know, this really intense emotional connection, if you will, with this, with this controlling abusive person, that was also a huge learning lesson for me too, as a person, as a young woman, as a human being to like learn how to survive and how to, um, like, like I was saying earlier, I'd not give up on myself because there are definitely so many times where I, I really did want to give up and whatever form that takes in, you know, whether it's like give up on my dreams or to give up on myself and to go into really dark spaces emotionally and psychologically. Like, yeah, and that happens. all part yeah. of life. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you have, because you're talking a lot about relationships and that's really what you're passionate about. I mean, that's what you do. Like, if I were to come up to you as a person and ask you how, you know, with all your experiences of your past relationships, how did you manage to not give up on seeking f uh, further for future love, seeking future relationships or maintaining, how do you not give up on that to be able to stay strong, maintain relationships, communicate and just grow from it instead of sulking back and, and forgetting that and just leaving yourself to yourself without anyone else in your life? Yeah, that's a great, I don't know. That's what I'm like, literally unpacking. <laughs> I'm like, how did I get here? Um, yeah, this is a I big think, part of not giving up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think now, you know, and ironically being alone, I'm definitely in a mindset of, of gratitude, you know, for simple things. Little things mean so much. Being able to call my mom and have a conversation, having a face-to-face -face conversation with you, it means so much because 
you haven't had that in so long, right? Like our interactions are fewer and things like that. So in this mindset of gratitude, I'm definitely reflecting on the combination of things that I think helped me get through those hard times and to believe constantly in love. Um, because love was always present in my life, whether it was coming from the boy that I was interested in or not. And, you know, that's transitioned from appreciating the love of my family. I have such good friends who like, to this day, sometimes I'm like, I've been such a dummy sometimes. Like, how are you guys still so loyal to me and so down for me? And we can't lose sight of those things, right? Like you can get really, really caught up. I'm like exhibit A of feeling caught up in this one thing sucks and this one thing hurts and this one thing is just failing and falling apart. And you can really get kind of drowned in that, right? Because it's so emotionally intense. It's really, really kind of taking over everything. But time really does wonders. And as you get older, you know, those experiences give you wisdom and they give you maturity to kind of step back from it and say, okay, but I also have this girlfriend of mine who calls and checks in on me and asks how I'm doing. I still have this book that I enjoy. Honestly, like little, little things. This song that just, God, Beyonce just knows exactly how I feel. And like, you know, it's therapy and you you find these little things and they accumulate and time and those things, big and little, they, they really do help support you. And I think that carries you from one moment to the next. And then hopefully in that right now where I'm at is like really finding self-love is to like feed myself um, the companionship or the compliments even like just to give myself space to be nice to myself because I'm very critical. Um, Those things, they're practices. They're really, really, you know, sometimes we're just doing everything by default. But like once you start becoming conscious of it and understanding how much not doing it hurts you and how much doing them helps you, like meditating or doing yoga, which I was just doing, things like that, they, like, they really do help you get through. They, they help you not give up because you're not focusing on what's going wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know something, you said something about um, focusing on self-love and helping yourself, you know, self-care and all that. I actually, yesterday I was listening to Peter Sage. Have you heard of him? Peter Sage? Okay, so he's awesome when it comes to like self-growth and all that. And I was actually listening to one of his YouTube videos yesterday and he was saying something that literally I wrote it down because it was so powerful. He said, if you don't make time for healing, you'll have to make time for illness. And mm-hmm. if you don't make time for personal development, you'll have to make time for negative outcomes. Amen. And like, I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, that's literally like, you know, what you said, you have to make time to just focus on things that you are appreciated for the smallest of things yeah Yeah. and then and that's really helps us not give up in the most hardest of situations and that's beautiful absolutely and 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 to and going hand in hand with gratitude um what i'm also more consciously aware of now is the act of acceptance so it's not saying like you're giving up it's saying like this is what it is i think our natural inclination as survivors and as people kind of resist like okay this sucks what can I do to feel better what can I do to self-medicate or distract myself or whatever sometimes there that's useful like it's helpful not to sit in just darkness and despair right and you and and doing things to distract like going for a walk or like working out or watching a movie that can be so helpful I'm not like throwing that out but when we completely avoid everything too that can add up really quickly so um it's I think finding strength and resilience to kind of 
accept things for what they are, even when they suck, actually, especially, especially when they suck, <laughs> um, to just be like, this hurts. And to sit in that hurt is, I think, something very unnatural or like, it's a normal part of life. But I think we, a lot of people, nor, you know, we normally run away from it. Yeah. So maybe that's a challenge I put out there. And I'm experiencing all of that. I've just gone through a breakup, you know, a few months ago. Oh, it's already May. It's been several months, but you know, it's a continuous process to let something go. And you're still not giving up. Look at you. Yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking every lesson that I learned, every heartbreak that I learned before, and I'm using that as my own guidance, and then leaning on the people that care about me. You know, when I can to ask for help, which I'm still learning how to do. I'm not. I'm getting better at asking for help. But all of those things, kind of like educating your next step, that you know, you went through something hard before, you will get through this again. You, you build up kind of a a tough skin in a good way. Absolutely. So I guess the lesson here is to, in order to avoid not giving, in order to not give up, you have to look at the small things and appreciate what you have. That'll help you be stronger. That's beautiful. And look within and, and, and sounds very cliche, but I think we are, we are very, very strong people. I think yeah. right now exhibit A is that this is a test right now in, in this moment in time of like COVID-19 is to test our resilience. And when you're tested, I'm, I'm, very, um, I'm very faithful in humanity. At the end of the day, when push comes to shove that we are more than capable to rise to the occasion. You don't know that until you're like pushed to that limit. Um, but when it happens, I think people are always surprised. We're like, wow, I really like if we all took a moment and look back on like some really tough stuff that happened in our lives, there's going to be that recognition of like, how the heck did I get here? Like that almost <laughs> yeah. wrecked me or it did wreck me. And, but I'm still here and I'm still breathing and I'm still, you know, smiling occasionally laughing. And, um, those are good things to recognize. I think those are really good things to remember and be like, good job self, like pat yourself on the back and be like, I, I am stronger than I imagined I could be. And to kind of sit in that and take that with you. Yeah. Celebrate that strength. Yeah. So, um, the very powerful lesson, um, and hand in hand with that lesson, we do have three questions from some very three lovely people from our audience. Okay. Uh, Three of them, uh, they want to remain anonymous, but we're going to go ahead and ask their question. Question number one, is there ever a time when giving up makes sense? Absolutely. I think so. And I think words are really powerful and whether you frame it like giving up, um, I believe in choice. This is me learning that things in life are not happening to us. I believe things are happening for us. Even the bad stuff, it's there to teach you a lesson. So um, choosing to opt out of something, choosing to say no, choosing to walk away, um, again, somebody could, someone outside could say, oh, you're giving up. But I think I would challenge back and say, hey, maybe it's just a choice of saying, this isn't for me anymore. This isn't doing something the, the what it takes out of me and what it gives to me is more negative than it is positive. And I think those negative experiences are, and emotions and whatever, you know, those are there to teach us how to calibrate that, how to pay attention and how that feels. Um, if it's feeling disrespected, if it's feeling endangered, like unsafe, if there are feelings of just like, just depletion and exhaustion in exchange for very little, you know, sometimes we're tired, you have to put in work, right? But you're kind of really getting little to nothing out of it that nourishes you, makes you feel joy or feel stronger or smarter or whatever. I think those are totally reasonable places to say, hey, you know what, this isn't for me anymore. 
Yeah. And it's up to you to then distinguish saying like, I'm giving up on this, but also just looking at it more empowering way to say, I'm choosing not to do this anymore. I'm Absolutely. choosing to shift the perspective and being able to say no is a very powerful thing yeah Yeah. um okay question number two how can i motivate someone else not to give up how can you motivate someone else to not give up i think you can motivate someone else to not give up a by not giving up yourself i think the best way to lead ever in life is by example people who do not give up naturally inspire others not to give up Um, if you're trying to do that in a more direct way, I think listening, like there's a lot of advice that we all want to give each other because it comes from a place of care. Sometimes it comes from narcissism and just like feeling like you're the know-it-all. I'm definitely, I'm not saying that in judgment. I've been that person. Um, but I think a huge component of inspiring or helping somebody to not give up is to be there for them where they are not to necessarily like try to push or yank them out of where they are and like tell them what they should or should not be, um, which is just like sit with them, having empathy, um, allowing them to be who they are, where they are, and then be a positive light. You know, that is inspiring. That will help somebody feel motivated or understood or supported that they can then get through that dark moment. Um, Because nobody knows fully what anyone's going through except the person experiencing it. So yeah. I think the, one of the best ways to do it, uh, when I look back, some of the greatest moments of motivation for me were people that just let me be and showed me love and encouraged me, just gave me an encouraging reminder of like, Minji, you're strong. You're a beautiful person. You're going to get through this and just give that gentle encouragement. And I think that can do wonders. Absolutely. Like giving the person the feeling that they have, their, that they're making the choice, not that you're telling them what to do. Yeah. And if they ask for that, great. You know, sometimes, or like, if you feel that they need that, you can offer it. Right. Like, it's just like, I think it's not the what it's the how I'm very big on how you can advise someone in a way that they can receive it well, or you can advise it in a way where they feel stupid or they feel judged or they feel like condescended to. And that's not helpful. No one, no one, including you wants to hear anything that way. Right. So, um, I, I think that if we think about why we want to help somebody and then really think about how, um, I think a lot of good results can come out of that. So, yeah, yeah that's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I know because there's so many times in my life where I, I could have said something like, and you know, like I grew up in a, ha- in a house in a family where like, you know, I'm the oldest of eight and my mom's like Middle Eastern. So we're very loud, wow. like we're very loud people. So I can talk to somebody and really mean well, but it'll come up as I'm yelling at them. And like, so I've been trying to work on it for so long. So it's absolutely correct what you're saying. Like the way you say things is super important to the message you're actually trying to bring out. Absolutely. Yeah. How is the big deal? Yeah. The last question we have for you, and this is also a very good question. Um, I want to quit everything and find what I'm really passionate for, but I'm afraid it'll ruin my reputation. Is this bad for me to quit or should I move on? Uh, my answer to that is not an easy one because I don't think anything is like binary like that. It's not just good or bad. Yeah. That's why I think it comes back to a person's self. And that's a question you're going to continuously ask. So, um, Sorry to say to whoever's asking this, it's not going to be the last time you ask yourself this question. There's going to be so many moments of like, I give up, I quit. Every time I hear it personally, when I hear our administration talk, I want to quit like life and (laughs) be 
being an American, like all these things, but you know, we have to kind of sit back and, and question and like, well, uh, kind of really like, what does our reputation mean? When I think of reputation, for me, it actually elicits a thought of my ego and being really caught up. I've been a people pleaser for a large portion of my life. And inherently, I think making others happy is not a bad trait, but if you're relying on everybody else's approval to give you the sense of self and validation, that's very dangerous territory because you don't really know who you are. So what questions would this person, what questions should this person ask uh, herself, uh, you know, in order to find this balance? Are there any specific questions that you can ask yourself? That's a good question. Um, I would ask myself, who am I really worried about making happy or disappointing? Um, what priority, what value do they have in my life? Is it worth caring about their opinion? What do, and then also really asking, what do I feel about this situation? First and foremost, like, why do I want to change X, Y, or Z? What good will it bring in my life? And also really the big question is like, what, what disruption will it cause in my life if I choose? Because some of our decisions, depending on how we're making them, can be damaging. There are consequences to everything. There's a, you know, nothing happens in a vacuum. So it's kind of like going into it with a clear mind and clear eyes of, you know, if I choose this, what, what are the potential outcomes? And always keep in mind that you don't know what's going to happen. Right. You know, as much as we assume like, oh, well, if I do this, then this is totally be, this is gonna be what's happening. I would say probably like seven out of 10 times, it's not the way it happened. You know, I was wrong. I, I was like overly fearful. I was kind of dramatizing it. I was freaking out unnecessarily. And you just don't know. You don't know what the actual outcome is going to be. But what is it that you want out of this? What are the potential challenges that you're going to face? How much are you willing to, like, how much am I willing to defend it? If it's something that you really believe in, then yeah, be ready to defend that. And that's actually very admirable. Then fight for what you want. Because not everyone's just going to roll over and be like, oh my God, Minji, like, yeah, do everything you want. Not everything I want is going to make everyone around me happy. But it's a matter of asking those questions, excuse me, and, um, and uh, kind of being prepared and um, what's the word? Just being able to defend and protect yourself and then and, and leaving space for other others uh, opinions like for me, yeah. accepting that like my, I do care what my parents think. I do want them on my on my team. Do they understand everything about the industry I chose to go into, which is Hollywood? No, they don't. So they're going to have their opinions about me choosing to go from being a doctor, wanting to be a doctor, to wanting to be a filmmaker. That caused a lot of drama in my life. Um, but through that process, I had to stick to what I wanted. I had to be very determined and believe like, no, what I want to do through filmmaking a, is personally fulfilling. It can do something really good if I can create great art. It can impact populations and generations of people. That's what good film has done for me. Um, and in that, then I'm going to continue to have ongoing discussions with my parents about what I want. And it has caused fights. I'm not going to lie. It's caused drama and fights. But over time, I've learned how to better communicate myself to them. And we're now on this like totally supportive page. And I never thought we could be here. That's I okay. never thought my parents would be like, yeah, Minji, go make your movie. Like they're 100% on my team, but I had to kind of fight for that. And I have to also listen to where they're coming from and recognize like, I do want them to be with me. If it meant me sacrificing my relationship with my parents, I wasn't okay with that. I was like, I don't want to sever ties with my own family because of this filmmaking career. 
but how can I get them to be on my team? And how can we be in a place of mutual understanding? That right. took time and effort. And that to me was 100% worth it to endure the fights, to endure my dad criticizing me, but then also responding to him and explaining my side in a calm manner to be mature, like to be an adult and be like, hey, I understand that that's how you look at film and that you think Hollywood's just full of drug addicts and prostitutes. Um, but in my opinion, the people I work with, they're amazing storytellers. They're doing all these beautiful things. And I had to learn how to explain that in a, again, the how, how to explain that in a calm way so that he can understand where I'm coming from. And over time, we really started to hear each other. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I took his advice too, because yeah, Hollywood is full of crazy people too. So I needed to understand where he's coming from. He's trying to protect me. Right. He's trying to look out for me and we just have to find that. So that's a long answer, but um, yeah, well, that's a question. It's a loaded question, obviously. Yeah. And like, I I guess like also you said, like be open to other people's opinions, like try to hear maybe there is actually reasoning behind what they're saying. Maybe take their advice and use it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much, Minji. You added so much to this episode, so much charisma and wisdom. It's, I I thank you so much for being here and, uh, it's wonderful. Thank you for tuning in to the Meraki podcast and for joining me on the adventure of my life. I hope you found this episode to be enjoyable and valuable. You can find out more about us at MerakiOfficial.com. If you enjoyed this episode and feel others can benefit from it as well, spread the love by sharing.